Hey there, Zlatko here from Taco Agency and the host of the Taco Talk podcast. I also have my part-time co-host, Lindsay, joining me today. She's the managing director at Taco Agency. We hope you enjoyed the episode and thanks for tuning in today. On this episode, we had the pleasure to chat with Jason and Megan from HubSearch. HubSearch is a recruiter that helps some of the top companies find great talent to join their team. Their niche is matching some of the top HubSpot gurus with companies that are using HubSpot and need someone in-house to manage their entire HubSpot operation. Those of us that use HubSpot, it's no secret that HubSpot is a robust system that can do so many great things for a business. No matter if you're a company looking for contractors or employees to join your team and help you with all things HubSpot, or if you're somebody that is a HubSpot guru, HubSearch can match you. If you need somebody to help you with your HubSpot needs, look no further. Just go to hubsearch.com and they will get you rolling. I hope that you enjoy listening to today's episode and hopefully it gives you a little bit of insight how the recruiting world works. All right. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Uh, So I wanted to kind of just get you guys on here because we've had a relationship with you guys on, uh, you know, talking through HubSpot. That's like our our little uh, tool that we all have a connection with. So I wanted to kind of just uh, get you, Jason and Megan, on the on the call here and and talk about everything. But first off, I want to introduce Lindsay, who's my managing director and my co-host. Lindsay, go ahead and tell them what you do at Taco. Oh man, <laughs> I'm uh, no. I uh, I oversee the daily operations at Taco. Um, a big part of my job is keeping Z out of the day to day and taking uh, work from him, and and you know, opening up his time to do more strategic initiatives. Um, but ultimately, uh, I manage all the managers at Taco. Oversee. Um, all the projects and um, yeah, all the nitty gritty that goes into that. It can be literally anything on any given day because it's agency life, but yeah, touch a little bit of everything. Greatest luxury for an agency owner of all time. So. She's taco mom. We call her taco mom. <laughs> yeah, they call me the mom of taco. I love it. <laughs> and then so, you guys, so, so yeah, go ahead, Jason. You have the greatest luxury of all time, someone to replace some of your, some of oh. your, it's been the biggest blessing i tell her every day like i'm so grateful for finding her this is where i find like where all those like times you miss on upwork the one time that you get it right is like you get somebody like Lindsay to just be able to handle things and i'm just like yes win for all the times we miss we 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 hit big we'll talk about all the times you missed later when we get to our (laughs) service i I couldn't agree more megan megan is like the other half of hub search is the greatest exactly Helps me do all the things that allow us to deliver for uh, for the folks in our network. So I get it. Awesome. You guys feel free to introduce yourselves and let people know what you guys do at HubSearch. Love it. So we uh, so Megan and I founded HubSearch. God, what Megan? What are we? A, a little over a year in, right? Yep, so a year we, yeah. So we uh, so I recruited for HubSpot for a bunch of years. It was a blast. I was a HubSpot employee, proud alum. Still probably bleed a little bit orange if some don't cut me. But if you were to cut me, I'd probably still bleed a little orange. Um, it was a blast. I was there from like 2012 to 2015. It was early. Um, and we just said we, we had an incredible time. So my, my team, which the audience here may care about, my team was me, 
Keith Pescasolita, who is now head of talent at Drift. Sean Marsters, who's now head of talent at Endeavor in Boston. So like our, our little engineering recruiting team from HubSpot is now sprouted out and is, is, is basically running talent for some of the coolest startups in Boston. It's, it's pretty neat. Um, and long story short, Megan and, I, Megan and I teamed up. We recognized an incredible opportunity to, to start the first recruiting company that was HubSpot focused on the planet. I'll be honest, we were, I was blown away that nobody had done this. I fully thought, when we had this idea, I fully thought we'd, we'd jump into this space and see five of their companies, people had done this thing, and there was, there was nobody in this space. So we founded the very first recruiting org that is exclusively devoted to the HubSpot ecosystem. So agency partners, solution partners, customers. Love it's, it. It's been a pretty wild year. It's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been a pretty cool year and a half. I love it. I love it. And Megan, so, so, so my role is sort of all the things you'd expect, like strategy, biz dev, just, you know, head, head, dog, dog, <laughs> top dog, dog, <laughs> dog, mom, dog, dad, all the things because we're very dog friendly. Um, yes. Same. And Megan sort of does all, all things client facing, right? Megan, Megan is the person who helps us deliver to the very best of our ability. And I also work very closely and oversee the recruiting team of which allows me to work even closer with the client and make sure we find them exactly what they're looking for. Yep. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So tell me about your guys's uh, process in general, when it comes from, let's say an agency like ours comes to you and says, yeah. Hey, we need somebody to help us with kind of getting up, up and running with HubSpot or, or something along those lines or a business or somebody comes to you and says, Hey, we need somebody in HubSpot and we need them to do all the things. What does that kind of process looks, look like on your end from start to finish? Do you have an existing database that you tap into or do you go out and start searching for people that kind of fit the needs? Yeah, great question. So it's, it's sort of both, right? So we, we've, the searches that we run are so specific. Everybody's preferences are so different. I mean, look, let, let, me, let, me, let me back up and talk about sort of like our core audience, right? The, the vast majority of organizations we work with are HubSpot solution partners, right? That, that was where we started. Originally, we said, hey, we are exclusively going to focus on the partner network, which was amazing. We did that for a year. We ended up opening it up to, to HubSpot customers as well to, to broaden our, our audience a bit. Um, but for the most part, our audience is... HubSpot solution agency partners between three and 35 to 40 employees, right? It's, it ends up being a pretty narrow focus. And the stuff that we hear over and over and over is we need a great digital marketer who knows HubSpot. We need a great account manager who is familiar with the HubSpot tools and can think about strategy and operational delivery and also lead a team. We have, we have these sort of ongoing recruit recruiting um, efforts all the time, but in our world, we actually see a really cool variety of searches, right? Like, like see, you and I talked about some of the stuff. Like, we see, we see developers, we see designers, we see SEO PPC specialists, we see sellers. We we just wrapped up um, a director of sales search for for one of our favorite partners in West Michigan. Um, so our our whole world is sort of like if you're in the HubSpot ecosystem in some fashion, we can help you grow your team. Right. That's, that's sort of the idea. 
Love with it. All of the caveats that 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 includes. Love it. It's it's such a beast of a system. I, I man, there's so many opportunities with that. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. It's been it's been really fun because we we thought we we thought when we first launched this thing we would see a pretty narrow spectrum, right? We really thought we would see we need a strategist, we need an inbound consultant who knows HubSpot. And of course, that's that's our thing. Like that's that's become our thing over and over. But I mean, good God, we helped we helped one of our biggest partners in Manhattan hire a corporate recruiter because they said, hey, we just need some help in this other area. So our world has sort of become, as long as you're in this umbrella, right? As long as you're, as long as HubSpot is a part of the way you deliver for your team, for your for your customers, um, we can help you with whatever. We can apply great recruiting tactics to whatever you need. So we, we've seen a really cool spectrum of searches, which we, which we love, right? That, that's what keeps it fresh for us. We, we have an incredibly deep network. We know a bunch of amazing people in this space, but we're always getting pushed a little further left and right. You know what I mean? It's, it, we're always getting pushed for like, hey, could you maybe also help us find an internal recruiter who has happened to have worked on marketing positions before, right? So we're always getting pushed. Yeah, absolutely. To kind of piggyback off of that question, um, I'm curious about, because obviously Hub Search is, it was a very intentional decision to focus on, you know, HubSpot. Um, And can you talk a little bit about what your thought process was um, when making that decision and why you decided to pursue that as a focus? Totally, totally. So we, um, I make no secret of the fact that I, I had an absolute blast at UpSpot. Like that was, those, those several years were maybe the most fun I've had in my career. It was, it was a great time. I mean, I got there when we were like, let me think for a second, 2012, we were probably like 600 employees. And I got a chance to see that through to about 3000 employees, which included opening wow. dubs which included opening dub spot. So I got to go to Ireland for two months in the summer of 20. Got it. I'm probably confusing dates. I think it was the summer of 2014, but I got to spend two months in Ireland interviewing, recruiting, building the the core dub spot team. Like just really cool opportunities to do, to do things that most corporate recruiters, talent acquisition professionals don't get a chance to do. Right. It was, it was just a really cool time. So we, um, after HubSpot, I got a chance to do some fun startup-y things. Like I, I went on to do some work with Google Ventures, which was a blast. Helped them start a couple of startups, like Adelphic, which was, which was an incredibly cool time. We, uh, we ended up getting acquired by the New York Times in 2017. Um, did a whole bunch of consulting for companies like Chewy, Clavio, Dakwa, which is an awesome um, boating app that's, 100 100% founded by ex subspotters. Like, oh wow. Yeah, like like the uh John Negro who's the guy that I worked with really closely at HubSpot, Jeremy Crane who was their VP of product went off to found this thing which is think of it as like hotel reservations for your boat. Right? If you're going to take your boat from your 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 moored in Boston, you want to go to Nantucket, you've got to book yourself moorings along the way. You jump on the Dockwa app beautiful you just a very very cool piece of technology and it's a whole bunch of ex-subspotters so i got help i got a chance to help those guys build like a talent acquisition program help them define like what does recruiting mean um and, and a whole bunch of other companies and it was a blast 
but had always thought about how do we get back to this HubSpot ecosystem, right? How do we get back to this, this space that, I, that, that so resonated with me? Um, and Megan and I did an experiment, full, full candor. We love like, it. Full candor. We actually started with, with another idea. We started with an idea of, we, we, you know, we think we're going to be a really, like a really directly focused engineering organization, probably in Boston, probably in startups. That's where my network is. Um, and then grow it from there. And what we realized really quickly was we needed a better niche. And we felt like, hey, maybe there's an opportunity to spin up something that's very specifically dedicated to HubSpot. Wow. We tried it. We, we, we put together a business plan. We're like, you know what? Let's give this thing a shot. Um, we went to Inbound 19 and pitched it to everybody who would possibly listen to us. Mm-hmm. Things are just falling left or right of me. <laughs> um, we literally went to, went to Inbound and we're like, hey, do you think this is a good idea? Would you use this? And we talked to hundreds of people and the feedback over and over and over was amazing idea. I can't believe no one's done this before. Yeah. yeah. Let us know when you're ready. That's usually when you know you're onto something good. When someone's like, "I can't believe nobody's done this right. before," <laughs> right. because because our model, this model exists in other worlds. For instance, like there are recruiting organizations that exclusively do Salesforce. For instance, right, like right, organizations that say, "If you need a Salesforce Pro, if that's your thing, come to us." That's how we brand ourselves, and nobody had applied that model to the HubSpot world, and we're like, "Why not us?" Not only who better than us, right? I mean, like I got a chance to work for HubSpot. We should be able to say nobody will ever understand what you guys need better than we will. And that just landed and it's been awesome. Love it. And Megan, did you ever work for HubSpot directly? I did not work for HubSpot directly, but it was really a no brainer when Jason and I thought about this opportunity because right out of college, I helped a startup in Cleveland um, launched not only from a sales division, bringing within their company over a million dollars within one year, which is huge, especially in the Cleveland market, but also being responsible for recruiting for their team as well. So finding the sales reps, finding managers, finding um, an account accountant um, as well. So really building out that entire office from starting just me and the owner, building it to a 46 plus sales team with a whole executive office. And then I moved from that going to national sales within a medical industry, working with high-end physical therapists and sports teams. So at that really, I was like, I love working with clients. I know I can handle the relationship part, but also really fostering their business and getting it to a growth standpoint where then Jason's expertise can come in as well. So from there is like, let's just test the market into exactly what Jason said. You know, I think we left Boston last year with no voices at all, just from talking to everyone, even even people that didn't have booths, anyone that we can talk to, like, hey, I have a business idea. How do you feel about this? And again, the response was, that's incredible. Do you have a business card? And we did have business cards. So there, <laughs> good. It, it, which, which, which had my golden retriever on them, by the way, of course. <laughs> how, how dare we not? <laughs> yeah. That, that was something too, where we were so excited and we felt so confident and we had shirts that caught people's attentions as well. We had Jason's dog on the back of our shirt. So I can't tell you how many times just walking around Boston, people would say, is that your dog? Who's that dog? And it just sparked the conversation. We literally That's had awesome. my, my golden retriever's face with a thought bubble that said, hub search, question mark. Oh, I love <laughs> it. I love it. Just like, what is hub search? And we're oh. like, the shirts are working. 
<laughs> that's amazing that's amazing now do you guys how did you guys land kind of your first like uh, i guess get, getting somebody placed either at a company or at a startup like how long did that take that process take from the time you guys started the business to actually getting that first like placement that's a great question so we megan and i will never claim to be marketers right for, for all honestly it, it's it's kind of funny because for all the years that i've I worked for HubSpot. I've been talking about HubSpot. I am not a professional marketer by any means. Like literally over the last year is the first time I've actually been in the HubSpot software, which was something that we were keenly aware of and was really important. So really early on, one of the things we knew we needed to be able to say to our, to say to our clientele was like our client base was, look, we can interview for HubSpot skill, right? So a big, a big part of the way that we went to market was we actually worked with a couple of consultants that we knew really well, who we knew to be HubSpot experts who, who helped us build this interview structure, this interview strategy, because one of the things in this world, and, and Z, I'm sure you've seen this, man. It's like, there are plenty of people who have taken a weekend to get some HubSpot certifications. Yeah. We can't actually do a damn thing in the software. Right, like Absolutely. you have to actually get in and be operational in the software. You know what I mean? So I felt like that that was a that was a no-brainer starting point for us. It's like how do we how do we make absolutely sure that we can weed that type of person out and only be presenting folks who like we can say, we interviewed this person based on what you told us you need, they're amazing. They passed our interview, you're talking to them, whatever, later this week. Right. So, oh. so we, so we went to market with this thing. Um, I'm trying to think, Megan, who was our, who was our very first search? Was it Thomas? Was Thomas our first? Yeah. Yeah. So Thomas, first Thomas, yeah Thomas Nutt's a huge agency in Manhattan, actually maybe among the biggest. Um, frankly, they just gave us a shot. They're like, look, we're, we, we need help. We're trying to build an entire SEO PPC team. We need a bunch of web PMs. If this is your space, cool. We'll give you guys a shot. Love it. Love we, it. We dove in and we placed, God, we helped them. We, we placed six, Megan, again, check me on this, six or seven people in Q4 of, of 19. They basically yep. said, we need a whole SEO PPC team. Oh, by the way, we also need a corporate recruiter, which we placed. Uh, and they're like, Damn. look, because our whole narrative is like, look, we're experts in this world. We've built this thing, but at the end of the day, great recruiting is great recruiting. Like we can apply right. our tactics to whatever. The things we see most frequently are find us somebody amazing who knows HubSpot and all, all the dozens of flavors of that. But um, it, was, it was fun early on to be challenged. Like go find us a kick-ass corporate recruiter because we, we need you guys on marketing, but we also need someone thinking about like how do we hire a dozen entry-level sales reps a quarter. Yeah, yeah, I love it. See, I'm on the other side. When you were talking about those certifications, Lindsay knows this. I've been trying to pass my fucking certifications for so long. I can't get, <laughs> I can't, I can't get to that point because I'm in HubSpot all day long and I know the tool in and out from every aspect of things, but I'm sitting there watching these videos. And I'm like, click, click, click. Like we yes. need to just keep, I can't do it. So I completely agree with you. It's, it's like the whole thing with like a resume. 
I will so, choose somebody that I'd rather you show up and say, I don't have a resume, but I will fucking kick ass when you put me right. to, to work. That's the type of person that I'm willing to, you know, bring in and say, so, Hey, I'm so, willing to give this person a chance. If you're that confident, about, then we talk about this stuff all the time. Or yeah, like, yeah. Our, you know, like we'll do a discovery call with the, with the potential, potential client, right? They're like, they need to have X, Y, and Z certifications. And we're going, okay but those could easily be meaningless. Like there's, there's actually a very good chance those are not representations right. of their skill in the software. Right, right, right. Which, you know, I feel a little bad saying that because HubSpot Academy has done such an insanely good job of developing this curriculum, but it's not a true representation of, do you know how to be a badass in the platform? It's just, yeah. it's just not. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there are, actually, there are actually some other companies. Uh, I actually got introduced to a very cool company a couple of weeks ago, which which maybe we'll talk about later. But like, there are other organizations that are starting to come out with like mastery certificates in HubSpot. Like, oh, great. We know you got your certification. Whatever. We all know that doesn't really matter. Like, could can you pass this much higher bar exam of your skill? There's, wow. there's, it, it's, it's wild how HubSpot has spun off this whole ecosystem. Like we are a function of this ecosystem. There are other companies that are saying like, we're going to take HubSpot Academy to the nth degree and say, okay, if you can get this certification, cool. That's step one. How do you get through step 10? Wow. Right. It's just, it's just become this whole, this whole like ecoscape of, of just really cool, really interesting um, mastery points. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I'm not a certifications guy by any means. Like I am the person who that piece of paper, like I didn't even graduate college. Like I'm just like, ah, I went into the working world and I just started doing shit. Like I just wanted to know that I could do things like I, and I get it. I, I know a lot of these systems, people are paying a lot of money and you know, all this, but man, it's just sometimes like sitting here, my ADD kicks in as soon as I start going through that video. And I'm just like, I yep. can't do this. I can't, I just, you, I you tell myself, go. it's a problem that I, I tell myself I can't do this because I just don't want to do it. <laughs> I think you should like have a seat at the table for sure. Yeah. But it doesn't mean anything if you don't have the experience. I mean, it's the classic like person coming out of, you know, a bunch of years of college and then straight into an MBA and they don't have any business experience and they come yeah. out and everything textbook which you just you just can't <laughs> it's not not the real world but, but in addition to it i think i think there's some value um in certain certifications i can speak to that though i mean i've been a, in the pm world for about 10 years and i'm just now getting around to getting my pmp even though and i'm just like i know all this i know all this but <clears throat> it's a good refresher so you know yeah i think there's value in it yeah, there, there's definitely value. I'm not against it, but I'm also well, there, like, there's value. Yeah. There's value in a bunch. Of, there are for sure value inserts. Right. But it can't, it can't be, especially in, in our world. It's, it's not, it's not a clear cut. Like this person is an expert or not. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of, a lot of companies that we interact with initially say, if you've got this thing, you must be great. And if you don't, you must not be great. It's right. not a, it's not a binary thing, right? It's like, yeah. it's like, it's, is it a cool indicator that you spend some time? Sure. Mm -hmm. But let's call it what it is. You can spend four hours on a Saturday and get some certification and still have, and still not have a goddamn clue yeah. 
yep. how to operate in the HubSpot platform. And that's what we right. run into all the time. And I feel like a huge part of our value add is like, we're gonna we're gonna help you, we're gonna help you, client, whoever we're working with, understand how to weed those people out. The people who like are really good at interviewing, have the buzzwords, understand what to say, but can't do the thing. Like right. our, our our whole world is like, here are a bunch of people who can do truly do the thing. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have do you guys have some sort of uh, guarantee when you place somebody in terms of like mm -hmm. structure of days like ninety days like we guarantee oh, yeah. this for yeah. Okay. yeah it's it's yeah it's sixty but yeah for that's an incredibly important part of the, of the whole thing like we um, so the culture because the culture I'm sure sometimes doesn't even work out it's not even the person it might just be they don't fit into the culture of things. Yeah. And, I, and I speak from a, I speak from a place where my girlfriend's like an accounting and finance recruiter. So she was like, man, I found the best candidate and I found the person that I know is gonna be so good at their job and they'll go to the interview and it's just like not a fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just like, you don't fit into that. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. they'll still hire them on hoping that somebody will kind of, you know, get there and sort of thing. And then, you know, it, it might not happen. And I think yeah. at that point, it's yeah. just like- we, we, we do two months. Oh, that's good. So say, and, and here's why we do that. So we, it's, and I, and I look, I'm, I tell all of our clients, it's, our guarantee isn't a hedge against like Q1, Q2 performance, right? It's a, it's a hedge against, did a really good interviewer somehow slide through all of our process, right? Because it's a reciprocal thing. We're interviewing our hearts out because the last thing we want to do is, have a right. short term that sucks for everybody as as our clients like there's nothing worse than having a, a mishire like that is more expensive riskier than than right. not making the hire right so our whole thing is like how do we how do we protect our how do we protect our partners against somebody who's really slick at interviewing but can't do the thing yeah you, you know that in the first month how do you spot for them? Sure. I'm so I'm, I'm I'm thrilled that you asked that. So there's there's a bunch there's a bunch of different ways, right? So we, one of the things that we see all the time in our world is, um, our clients will interview at very surface level, right? So we keep in mind our audience, right? Like we, I mean, you guys are sort of our audience, right? Like almost right. every almost everybody we work with, almost every company that we work with, is five to thirty five employees, right? These are small to medium sized businesses where. We work with a whole bunch of founding teams who come to us and say, we need somebody awesome. That's as far as we've gotten. What the hell do we do next? We literally have no idea where to go next, right? Help us build an interview structure, interview strategy. Should there be a case study? Like, what the hell do we do? How do we, how do we manage this thing, right? So um, a huge part of the value that we deliver and, and, and something that's really important to us is the time emphasis, the heavy lifting is on our side, right? Right. We're going to have, we're going to have to talk to 30, 40, 50 people. Damn. You, you client company, whoever we're running a search for, let's say it's taco, you taco, you guys shouldn't, you guys should have to talk to more than five or six people. Our job is to build you an exceptional shortlist quickly. Right. Wow. We're not, we're not bypassing your process. Of course you still have to interview, but we're saying here's five, six, seven people who can for sure do the job. Super smart, super passionate, hit your culture points based on what you told us culture fit meant. And we know they can do the thing in HubSpot. 
Right. And you guys decide which of these five or six people is the best option for you. Right. Like so, if you look so, I was going to say, so how many phone calls a day do you and Megan get on every single day? That's what I want to know. Because here I am over here trying to schedule all my calls. Lindsay yeah, and I yeah. do all our sales calls on like Tuesdays and Thursdays because we like to keep our working days, actual working days. I've been in that place where it's like, get a call in the middle of the day and then you got to go back yeah. to work. Yeah. Like your guys are, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming hundreds of calls a day a week am i am i off like oh without question i mean we're we're interviewing god i don't even know but amongst the entire team 30-ish people a day mm -hmm. oh like we're, we're like which which is good which actually is a great thing for us because as as this thing continues to evolve as our business gets more mature we are gonna know every like we're probably still a year away from this right we're a young company, right? But we're going to know every single operator in the space. Like we are going to get a po we're going to get to a point in the not too distant future where we have this incredible data asset, right? We're going to have this database of people we can say like these 590 people near New York City know HubSpot inside and out. Yeah, and that's that's what's going to be an incredibly important value add to our thing. So like so right now this is more of an internal thing, but it ends up being more heavy lifting on our side, right? So we get a brand new search in a new city and let's, you know, a lot of our searches, no surprise, are national, right? Hey, find us somebody incredible. We don't care where they sit. COVID obviously is a part of that. Right. But of course we still see searches that are like, this person needs to be in San Diego or Phoenix or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. So for us, the, the, the deeper we get into this world, the better for everyone like we are our our reach our network is growing in exponential ways it's it's pretty cool like we we feel like we're not far out from being able to say like we know the hubspot practitioners in the u.s flat that's out. awesome like we that's know really awesome. that's what we're working toward that's awesome so uh, megan let me ask you what tools throughout the day do you guys primarily like do you guys use hubspot pretty much for everything really like we're actually HubSpot customers ourselves as well. So, I mean, I have it up on my screen all the time. I, I bounce between a couple different um, recruiting platforms that we use with candidates and, but primarily I'm, I'm living and breathing through HubSpot myself. What are, what other tools do you guys use? If I may. Yeah, there's a, I mean, John, there's a bunch. Um, are you guys black people too? Like, are you guys always oh on Slack? So, so I'll give you, I'll give you the, the brief rundown of our technology ecosystem. So it's Slack, LinkedIn Recruiter, Connectifier, um, Hiretual, um, Crelate. Megan, what am I missing? I feel like I'm missing things. Rebump. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a small team. There's only like seven of us. So we have oh. to be as technology enabled as you can possibly imagine. So like for us, our, our primary research tool is LinkedIn Recruiter. It's an incredibly expensive thing that allows every one of our recruiters to see literally everybody on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. it's, see, here's the thing, like we, we modeled this thing after what um, software organizations do to recruit for themselves. Right, 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 our, right. Our, our tool set is very similar to what HubSpot uses in-house. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's... All, of, all of the different talent discovery pieces of software you can imagine, we have access to, right? Because we have to amplify our 
small team, right? We have to amplify our ability to, to search, connect, engage, et cetera. I so love we, it. It's all sorts of cool stuff. We actually yeah. just started using um, Google and Gmail chat because we brought on a partner that specifically likes to work through that chat platform opposed to Slack. So that's something we just picked up last week. Pretty slick. <laughs> <laughs> yep. See, I was, we actually just had that conversation today. It's like clients wanting us to use their tools. And that's a really, really big no, no in my book, because like, to me, it's like, it's already takes a village to get people on one or two tools. And it's like, if we're yep. all in this like wheelhouse to work efficiently, and then you throw in this like wrench, it's like, Hey, I want you to use this tool that, you know, maybe three or four of us have used. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. Like, we're not going to go down that route because at the end of the day, it's more time spent. It's not everyone's familiar with your workflow that you have internally and like all this. So, and we're very like, it's kind of a weird mesh. Like we're pretty closed off in terms of allowing people into our internal system because there's so many things going off. I've tried to do that before even Lindsay came on and it's like you submit something for, you're ready to submit something for a review for the client. And before it even gets to their ballpark, they're already commenting and leaving comments. And I'm just like, ah, like, you know what I mean? So it's just like, it becomes this big issue. So I had to put a hard fork into that whole process. We think a lot about that. So we, our original clientele, no surprise, was on the smaller side. And as, as, we've, as we've gained more momentum in the space, we're starting to get looks and signing deals with like the global HubSpot Elite Partners, which has pulled us into a place where companies are saying, hey, follow our process. Here's how we do it. We want you to, we want you to be an additive effect to our process, right? Right. Over and over, we've found ourselves pushing back. Like, that's not what we do. We're, right. we're, not, we're not an additive to your process. If your process was working, you wouldn't need us. Right? That's, that's if your thing was, right? If your thing was working, you wouldn't need to come to us. It, you're coming to us because it's not working. So right. we're going to challenge you in the following ways. You're going to follow our process and trust us it's going to work. Like that's, that's the biggest thing for us is like, how do we quickly build that trust to be able to say like, guys, we, we, this is our whole world. Just buy, buy into what we're talking about. And we, we get, we literally guarantee you yeah. that it's going to be more fruitful, more productive than your current recruiting process, because we've, we've seen it dozens and dozens of times over and over. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's a, that's a good guarantee to have. Cause a lot of yeah. people can't guarantee you shit. <laughs> for, for sure. It's like, it's like, you know, honestly, maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. You paid for the hours. Okay. That is, right. that is so far from our business model. Our whole model is like, if it doesn't work, you're basically off the hook. Right. I mean, like, right. like we, we, we ask for a small retainer up front because it's so critical for us that we've got a ton of buying on either side. But like at the end of the day, the vast majority of whatever our cost is, is tied very directly to did we find you somebody unbelievable who you want on your team? Right, right, if right. Yes, cool. You know, if yes, cool. There's a fee. If not, shit. There's there's no fee. Like you don't. You basically owe us very little for our time if yeah. we haven't dramatically produced. And, and, and go ahead, go ahead, Lindsay. Oh, I, I actually have a question for both of you. Kind of yeah, love um, it about um, kind of you know, following that, uh, how do you guys ensure that 
you're improving consistently, like as a team? Like what are some of the tools that you use? Maybe it's a meeting, maybe it's updates. Like how do you guys hold yourselves accountable to constantly yeah. adapt, especially in a space like recruiting where it's I love it. shifting? Yeah, great question. I, I, feel like, I feel like we're still fortunate where that question, that's an easy question because we're so small. <laughs> if there was 30 of us, it would be a much harder question. There's, we're an eight, seven, eight person team, depending on if you count interns, right? Like we, right. we are literally talking all day, every day. So I, I feel like for us at this particular stage, that's, that's an easy, quality control is easy, easier because we haven't scaled yet. I'm, we're, we're the first to admit we're, we're not a scaled organization, right? There are, we are a small recruiting team working to, working to scale in this space, right? I think, uh, Lindsay, to your point, I think once we hit like when we in the next year when we double our team, then then how do we make sure we're how do we make sure we're we're successful? And I, and I think it's a tool usage thing. Like, are we making sure we're using things like Trello, Asana? Like, how are we making absolutely sure we're we're hitting our quality metrics along the way, which we're thinking a ton about before we're even there. But you know, not to skirt the question, but we're we're so connected as a team that like. I am still, Megan and I are still fully aware of every candidate interview we have, right? Like Megan and I are actually still doing a bunch of the interviews. We, we have constant checkpoints with our recruiters, making sure that we're interviewing in a very selective way. So a little bit of an easier question because we're at this, we're still at an early-ish stage. And we still take chips away at it too. I mean, we're talking with HubSpot power users every single day. So you better believe when we're in that interview process, if they mention a new module or a new up, upgrade that I haven't heard yet, I dive right in. Where one, it's also identifying how involved is this person, but also two, it's learning moment for me as well to learn, oh, there was a new upgrade that was released yesterday at 7 p.m. I have to dive into that right away and I want to see how I can apply that to our business as well. So it's oh, something yeah. that, especially with HubSpot, we're always keeping up with those trends, what's best practices, the upgrades. And we also do quarterly trainings with strategists in the industry with our entire team of this is what's worked for me with a client. This what this is I tried this and it was a test and I epically failed and this is why we have one tomorrow. Like we, we have <laughs> so the, the woman the woman who helped us build our own internal HubSpot ecosystem. We asked to we asked to do a refresher training on uh, what are like third and fourth level interview questions because she she's a HubSpot user herself she's like she, we asked her to interview our recruiters to make sure they can pass their own HubSpot interviews like there's just uh -huh. there's, because look if we can't say we've interviewed for culture and skill what the hell are we doing like, that's the whole value add right the whole point of what we offer is we know this person's going to be a great fit for your team because you helped us understand what culture is. And we know they've got the skill to be a badass in the software. Love it. Love it. And how many, how many people are you guys looking to hire before the end of the year on your end? I'll give you a pre-company is our CFO allowing us. I'll give you a pre and post COVID answer. So our goal for our goal pre COVID was to be at a dozen employees by the end. Okay. I think we're going to be a little short of that, right? So full candor, we're we're at seven today. I fully expect us to be at ten by the end of the year. Nice. Okay. Nice. And how how has uh, I guess process wise and placing people? How has COVID affected you guys? Since you guys are already, I mean, like yeah. you said, you have people requesting 
you know, hey, I want somebody in San Diego, but then right. there's somebody's like, I don't give a shit where they are. They could be anywhere. Honestly, you know, totally, that's what... I would say that if like pre-COVID, we were probably seeing, I mean, granted, this is going to be a little bit of a, of a guesstimate, but I would say 75% of our searches were geography specific. I need this person in my office. Oh, wow. Better than I expected. Right. It was, it was very heavily weighted. G granted, a bunch, a bunch of partners in this world are fully remote, as you guys know. But it was very heavily weighted toward, I need this person in my office. We have seen the pendulum swing drastically the other way, which um, is a really interesting thing for us, right? It's like... We, we talk to our partners about this and our clients about this all the time. It's like, if you don't need this person in your office, that does really interesting things for your ability to search for the best talent, right? A, you're going to save, you're going to save money depending on your location, right? You know, no surprise. A lot of our clients are in major metropolitan areas, right? Boston, New York, Austin, San Fran, you know, the, 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 the cities you would expect, right? Of course, a bunch of our stuff is centered there. Um, and now we have the ability to say, look, if you're open to somebody sitting elsewhere, you're going to save 15, 20% on your salary. Like there's, there's a drastic yeah. dollars and cents impact on your ability to recruit nationally and to be, and to be hyper candid, it makes our jobs easier also. Right. Right. If someone says this person must be in Houston. Okay, we're gonna go deliver. We're gonna go find somebody. It shrinks, yeah. We're, we're gonna deliver, but like we, like we as a team now know that if someone says, sorry, if someone says, find us somebody kick ass, and I don't care where they sit, that takes three weeks off our search. Right. Because okay. now we know we can go to our full network and go like, anybody who's awesome, we're gonna to talk to you about this thing. Yeah. It, that, that, that's for sure been the biggest the biggest item that we've seen is that it's, it's for sure, it's slowly but surely making this ecosystem much more open to fully distributed teams. That's Love also it. where it's super fun too. I mean, because then yeah. the next question is, well, how the heck do I hire someone while we're remote right now? So 100%. then that's where our expertise really comes in handy, especially with Jason's background, being able to design an onboarding process, what a 30, 60, 90 day should look like for someone, or even yeah, the importance so of treating your remote employees just as if you're sitting right next to them in the office. Like there's so many, so many different things you can do outside of having standing meetings, like using Slack, for instance, pinging them every couple hours, or just being able to jam out together that closely while not being in the same building. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Megan, Megan makes an awesome point. Like we, of course, our primary value add is find somebody amazing for the thing you're hiring for. But there's so much other stuff we do. I mean, like my my whole world for the years leading up to founding Hub Search was all about talent acquisition consulting. Like, again, how do you think about interviewing? What does it mean? How do you think about candidate, et cetera? Just all the stuff that goes into finding the right person, right? But we, when we talk about this all the time, it's like getting a great hire is step one. Step two is onboarding them, which is really hard. Step three is keeping them for a whole bunch of years, which is really hard. Right. Right. So we, we end up on, if I'm being totally candid, that's the stuff that I geek out about. Like I, I love when I get a founder on the line who is like, we need this thing, but also how the hell do we make sure we bring them onto the team in the right way? Like 
what should we think about for benefits? How do we protect, how do we protect our investment in a new person? Yeah. Yeah, like absolutely. That's, that's where we get a chance to play and have like, have a whole bunch of fun with, with founders on like getting great. So getting someone great is step one, keeping them for a whole bunch of years is step two. And, and frankly is harder. Yeah. Like yeah. getting someone great is hard. Keeping them forever or a, I shouldn't say forever, but keeping them for a bunch of years is, a whole different challenge. And are you guys are you guys also seeing people requesting for a lower kind of entry point of salary as well because those people don't have to be in that local area driving, wasting money yeah. on gas and Good all question. this. It depends. So we, you know, don't get me wrong. We still we still see a whole bunch of searches that are like, this person has to be in Philly. Yeah, or, yeah, of course. Or yeah. whatever, right? And a, a part of our narrative is always like. If that's what you need, cool. We'll, we'll, we will go deliver. However, keep in mind, if you give us the option to say this person can be anywhere in, and maybe it's, any, it, it doesn't necessarily need to be anywhere in the country. Maybe it's anywhere in the time zone, right? Right. You say, hey, I, I, just, I just need somebody in EST because that's what our clients are used to. Fine. If we can go find you somebody in whatever, Ohio, Pennsylvania, like that's literally going to save. 15 ish, 20% on your salary. The skill level is still there. The only difference is they're not physically going to be with your team. Yeah. And you could probably take that money and get them over to your office if you really need them to by paying for their. Exactly right. Take the savings, yeah. fly them out a couple times a year, still save 10%. Right. Um, and now drastically broaden your ability to recruit top talent. Absolutely. Which, Absolutely. which is, which is very, very, very hard to do yourself. Right. I don't want this to sound super self-serving, but like really, really damn hard to run a national search yourselves. Oh, trust me. Right? Trust me. We know that better than anybody like, over here. It's just, it's just, it's just a ton of legit. It's really hard. So like, you know, I think our service is sort of obvious. Like what we do is sort of obvious. It becomes even more obvious if you're saying like, we don't care where this person sits. Go find us somebody badass. Right. We don't care where they sit. It allows us to shine in even more in even more cool ways where we can be like, look, not only is this person a badass, but they're fifteen grand under your max budget. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, I, I wish I wish you were in the in the Shopify developer world so we can hire you because literally, like, I feel like you'd found a niche for HubSpot. There's a niche growing in the, in the Shopify developer world. See, that it, should, we'll, we'll, we'll offline that conversation. We'll, 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 we'll figure that one out. That's, that's a whole like, thing. It's it. mind blowing how many people <laughs> like, they, can, they can do something and they can't. And it's just, See, like, we'll, go, oh. we'll go recruit, we'll go recruit a lead recruit from Shopify. We'll roll them in. We'll say, hey, right. the Shopify, like business, business yeah. arm. It's, that'll be I just gave you a whole nother leg to your business. <laughs> <laughs> love it yeah no that that's uh that's really awesome but um overall when when you guys are now kind of growing your company i know you guys have a few um you know interns and different things what are they sort of doing on a day-to-day -day? are you guys having them be client facing yeah. or is it because i know megan had reached out to us in terms of like some of the hubspot and we just weren't in a place of like being able to bring anybody on board yeah, but at yeah, the yeah. same time it's like 
I'm really curious about how involved interns are because it's always appealing to me. But our business on such a fast pace sometimes in the development world that we, I mean, we have a junior developer right now and we literally want to make sure that like we keep him and we keep molding him to be the greatest person that he can possibly be. And he's so open to it. So finding that person that's open to it and knowing like, Hey, listen, I I'm not an expert here, but I'm willing to learn versus somebody that comes in and is just like, Hey, I know everything. And then you come to find out they know nothing. And then you got to figure out, you know, how do we go about yeah, yeah. this? So what are your interns actually, what are your responsibilities for your yeah, interns as they come question. in? We, so we, uh, we feel incredibly fortunate to have. So our first formal partnership with HubSpot is exactly in this space. So we got introduced to their, um, HubSpot has this thing called the Education Partner Program. Okay. It totally flies under the radar. It's, it's a part of the academy that I think most people are unaware of. And in another absurdly genius move from HubSpot, it's basically a team at HubSpot that is recruiting professors okay. across the U.S. and saying, hey, we're going to give you enterprise for free. Build curriculum for your students that is inbound slash HubSpot specific. I mean, wow. absolutely brilliant, right? So literally HubSpot is now creating the next generation of HubSpot users before they're even out of school. It's, cr- it's crazy. Incred- incredibly intelligent decision. We got introduced to the woman who runs this program, um, who actually came to us and said, like, hey, we, we need help finding students internships in this world. Hub search, can you connect us with your network? We said, hell yeah, we can. Amazing. Right? So we, this, this, this past year, this past summer, so summer 2020 was the pilot. We kept it very small intentionally. And we said, we went out to a group of like our core network and said like, we're going to get access to some really smart students, like some really intelligent students looking for internships. Do you want to be a part of this thing? Right. We ended up placing like 15, 16 interns this summer. And there's no charge for this stuff. Like this is just, it just felt like a really fun opportunity for us to add even more value back to this world. Right. So, um, it was super valuable for us. We actually just converted both of our interns. We, so we, so Hannah, so Hannah is an intern from UNH. Unbelievable. We just asked her to stay on indefinitely. Paul is our other intern from Harvard who we, we also said, Hey, you're amazing. We'd love for you to stay on indefinitely. So we, we ourselves now have two part-time employees rolling into the future who are super sharp. I love that you guys are drinking your own medicine because yeah. I think we have to. Oh, we have to, right? Like we, yeah. we feel, honestly, we feel like we hit the lottery. Like we got these two incredible interns who are now going to be a part of our team rolling forward. And we helped our partners hire a dozen, 15, whatever it is, other interns. And I'm sure there are full-time offers coming there. Right. Um, long story short, it's just another way for us to add value. Like we, yeah. look, we're passionate about helping the companies in this space, bro. That's our, that's our whole world. So love it. whatever we can do to help, we will. And if it, you know, if it means funneling interns left and right, awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love and it. We're, we're uh, trying, we're at, we actually had a call with Northeastern today about how do we keep this thing rolling? Like we we're sort of using ourselves as the test case. Like we as an organization would love to have interns at all times of the year. Right. Because why not? I mean, these were four credit interns. These were, these were $0 interns. 
So we had really, really sharp students committed to helping our business grow for literally zero dollars for course credit. Complete, and how long do you guys, is it six months, a year? Complete no brainer. So this, this was for the summer. Okay, okay. We're, we're working right now with HubSpot and with Northeastern and a couple of other universities to figure out like, how do we keep this thing rolling year round? Okay. We, um, we feel very confident there's a bunch of organizations in this space who would who'd be like, yeah, why wouldn't we want super sharp students for free essentially? helping us build content, think about strategy, do biz dev, do documentation, whatever it is. So we're trying to figure out like, what's the underlying structure? Because most yeah. people equate internships with summer, but that doesn't necessarily need to be the case, right? We feel like there could be co-op opportunities, there could be fall internships, um, especially if these are students who are part of programs where they already have seen HubSpot software. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? And their, their, their professors have access to enterprise. HubSpot's, oh, wow. giving them like six, HubSpot's giving them like six grand a month worth of free software. It's crazy. Jesus. And saying like, teach your students how to use this stuff. And on top of that, HubSearch, can you help these guys find internships in the network? It's been pretty cool. It's been, it's, it's been a fun pilot. Next summer is going to be much, much bigger. And we're trying to figure out how do we keep this thing rolling year round. Yeah. Are you guys sad that inbound is not happening this year? Oh my God. Yes. It breaks my heart. <laughs> uh, we, we, we had a booth. We were sponsors. Oh, wow. We, we were ready to go kick ass. Like we had, we had our whole team going. Uh, we had swag like, gear. We had our oh marketing ready. We had everything ready. It, For a small company, we way stretched our budget to be sponsors. Yeah. 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 We're like, this is our Super Bowl. Right. 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 That's a good way of putting it. Every single person we talk to is in our world. Yeah. Either you're going back to a company that uses HubSpot or you work for it. Like everybody that we could possibly pull to our booth was in our space. We were so, we were so bummed to see. Yeah. Lindsay, Lindsay and I were uh, talking about, we were talking about, well, first was inbound for a little bit. Then it was Shopify Unite Conference and that got canceled early on in the year. Uh, and then we started talking about how we could put together something where it's like more meetup stuff. And then the whole COVID shit like just happened. And we're just yes. like, are we ever going to even get to go out and talk to these yeah. people? <laughs> I'm gonna be yeah. Emails all day long. Like I'm tired of this. Virtual yeah, and look, I, I, I love, I love HubSpot's idea. I think, I think the, the virtual conference is going to be really cool. Right. But it's not the same, but it's not the same. Like you can't, this is, this is literally what it's going to be, what we're doing here. And you're just going to be in a different room. I'm honestly yeah. curious to see the numbers on whether people turn out or less now that they can just hop on from their computer. I totally agree. Like it's going to be cool, but it's just not the same, unfortunately. Just, yeah, it's definitely not. Because look, Meg, uh, we, we all went to inbound last year. And like, I, I kid you not, we literally pitched our idea for Hub Search to everybody, every human being who was willing to listen. We had thousands right. of conversations. Yeah, and Thursday awesome. and Friday, we were the last people to leave the building. Like, we literally, literally had thousands of up and we're the last ones. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's like, dedication right there. Every yeah. single human being who was willing to listen to us, we talked to and pitched and asked for feedback. I love it. And, I we love were, it. and we were so excited to do that again this year because we felt like, okay, we're one year removed. 
we are at an enormously advanced stage. We've got a whole bunch of cool clients. We've had a bunch of success. How do we keep, how do we keep evolving? How do we keep rolling? We we were totally bumped. Yeah, and we had candidates that we've worked with or we've interviewed that were like, hey, looking forward to meeting you at Inbound. So we had a list of at least 70 different candidates that were there that we're all going to go get together and go out one night too. Oh, but and, it's, and, and founders and founders like other, you know, founders of other agencies who had sponsorship, but they were going to throw a big party anyway, total bummer because it was going to be oh. a blast. Oh man. That's so unfortunate. I have a question for both of you. Yes. Um, what is, well, I won't say the biggest learning, but if, what is the one learning that if you could go back and tell yourself when you start, when you guys started, um, what is the learning that you've learned that you wish you could tell your past self or would have? Megan, you go first. <laughs> Jason needs time to think. I, I, think you know, I, know, I, I have my answer. I, I know what I think it is. I'm, I, I want to hear Megan, you go first. No, so that's not fair. Because <laughs> now you got, now there's pressure. I know. Right. Totally. All right. I'll go first. If you want me to go first, I will. I think for, um, stick to our process. Hmm. We, I was just going to say, be more aggressive with our process. We have to be very assertive with the way we operate. Right. Because it's very different than what most, most founders, what most agencies are used to. And that's not a bad thing. Right? right. We get a lot of pushback on our process sometimes because it feels very foreign. It feels alien. It feels different. It, we know it works. We've seen it work over and over and over because our process is very different. Like again, we're not we're not a staffing agency. Like that's it would kill right. it, it would it would literally be nails on a chalkboard for anyone to ever call us a staff. That that's not what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. Our the way we deliver is much more akin to like executive search. Like right. working with Hub Search is essentially saying, I now have a killer recruiting team sitting down the hall in, in our office. Like that that's what it should feel like. That's the whole point which means we're not a vendor. We are part of your business. We right. interviewed this person. They're awesome. I, we don't care what, like, we, we care what you think about the resume, but these are not professional resume writers. Whether you see on the resume or not, we already interviewed this person. We're telling you they're great. You have to talk to them, right? Which is very different than most recruiting companies, which is like resume, resume, resume. What do you think? Do you want to talk to them? We don't operate that way. It's like, we interviewed that person. They're great. You're, you need to talk to them on Thursday at 2 p.m., whatever it is. Wow, love it. So love I think it. For, for, us, for us, the biggest learning has been don't, don't, fall, don't acquiesce to organizations that are like, nope, if you don't want to run our process, then there's no, there's no partnership because like we, that defeats the whole part. The whole purpose is we've built this thing because your process obviously isn't working. If it was, you wouldn't need us. Yeah. It's tough though when you're starting off to know where that line is. Totally tough. Right. Right. It feels awful to say like, oh, you don't want to run our process. Okay. Maybe it's not a good it feels awful as a tiny company, right? As a small as a small organization. But like one of the things we've realized over the over the last several months is like we built this thing based on years of evidence. Years, years of hiring success. And most I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Most organizations in this world aren't very good at hiring. It just is what it is. Right. If 
if they were, these conversations would be very different. These are founders who know marketing, who know inbound, who know engineering, who know design at an incredibly deep level, but don't understand how to scale their teams. That's where we come in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw myself into that same pot right there. Honestly, like it's just it's not my cup of tea. I know how to do so many things, but hiring is not one of them. And sometimes I'm just like, we need to figure out a way to do this. We don't have the funds at the moment because, you know, as an agency, it's like, it's tough. Like every time that new month comes around, it's like, okay, are these people going to pay their bill? Are we going to have, you know, cash flow? It's, it's an ongoing grind. Trust us, we get it, yeah. You know, and it's like, to me, it's like, I would love to, I was talking to somebody the other day and, you know, they paid their recruiter like 30 grand. It was like one of those things I'm just like, whoo, that's a, but he said the guy's doing, you know, sales better than he was able to. And he's the founder of yeah. the company. It's like I one mean, of those things. It's, our fees aren't 30 grand. That's an enormous number. So yeah. good for that agency. For a big right. That right. Personal. But look, our whole thing, and we talk about this a bunch, is like, whatever our fee ends up being, is it going to feel awesome to write that check day one? Of course not. Right. We're, we're realists. We get it. It's, it's a capital investment in your business. A year from right. now, when you look back and say, this person, this new hire allowed me to drive three X their salary. The fee to the agency was the biggest no brainer in history. We'd pay that. We pay that 10 times out of 10 because whatever it was, let's say it was 10 grand. That 10 grand allowed us to make an extra 80 grand in revenue. Biggest no brainer. Right. Right. Absolutely. Do we see that all the time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, what I was going to ask, I had a, I had a, a question that I was going to throw at you guys, but I completely forgot now. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, what I was going to say is, uh, is when you guys, when you guys are, are moving in the direction of, of, of working with agencies, uh, you know, um, what, what is the biggest kind of outside of like us not knowing as founders sometimes who we're hiring, what is the biggest obstacle for you guys in working with, let's say an agency of 20 to 30 people and finding those candidates that will fit that? Because culture of tw- 10 people versus 30 people can drastically yeah. change. What is that obstacle that you guys hit every time? Is it culture or is it just getting them into that workflow of that agency? Because I know for us, it's we just migrated from one system to another and then there was like a couple of people that we brought on board in kind of in the midst of those things and it just like Um, throws a wrench into a lot of different processes and it's like you're almost like man i should have waited a a month even but you know we couldn't we couldn't wait we needed somebody immediately yeah i honestly think the biggest the biggest thing that we then i may answer this question a little bit differently than what you asked but yeah like when we're qualifying an opportunity, right? Because again, we're a small team, right? I, Megan and I need to be completely sure that if we accept a search, because look, we don't accept all searches. Right. We're the first, we're the first to admit that. Sometimes we do a discovery call and there are wildly unrealistic expectations or something doesn't feel right. On a regular basis, we say, hey guys, it just doesn't feel right. Good luck. Like, yeah. And it, suck, it sucks to say that, but at the end of the day, we, we, we've got a small team. We have to protect our time, and I'm never going to put us – Megan is never going to put us in a position where we can't deliver to our capability because we're very, very good at what we do. But it's like if we, if we take on a search and we know going in the expectations are unreal – like I like I need a 10-year digital strategist and I've got 50K to spend. Yeah. 
guys, God, God bless you. But at the end of the day, you are be, your, your expectations are unrealistic. So I think realistic expectations based on historical data is probably the most important qualifier. The other piece that we listen for is, are you looking for a partner or are you right. looking for a vendor? Right, 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 right. Are you looking for someone to show you a bunch of resumes that you can review and say, eh, maybe, maybe not. Or are you looking for someone who can say, like, do you have the wherewithal to say, this is not our expertise. We don't claim to be experts in this world. We need, we need something different because there are a million staff. If you just need a bunch of resumes, go, go work with somebody else, right? That's not right. us. I'm the first right. to say it. If all you want is top of the funnel volume, go work with the thousand other agencies out there. If you want, if you want someone who's going to help you understand, like how do you create talent acquisition programs that become a strategic advantage to allow you to get better, better talent than your competitors like that. That's where we come in. So I think it's so important for us to qualify really heavily up front and make sure yeah. we're taking on the right types of searches because yeah, we're, we're, we're super selective. Yeah, that's good. I think it's it comes down to as much as they're interviewing you as a as a possible partner, you have the every right to interview them as well. I mean, oh, hundred percent. And I'm sure you guys, yeah, I'm sure you guys feel that. Like, if you you know, if you're having a discovery call, I'm sure there's been situations where you feel like <laughs> your expectations are way way the hell off. You're like, there's no way we can deliver what you're asking for in this budget or in this time frame. Yeah. Maybe that's, it's not a good fit. We, that's we usually to, the number one thing. That's okay, usually the number one thing. We have to be able to say the same thing because we, look, like any other agency, marketing, digital, recruiting, whatever it is, literally our reputation is all we have. We're yeah. in a very small space, right? We start to underdeliver or we do something dumb, whatever it is, as soon as our reputation gets tarnished, we're like, it's a, it can't happen. Like our reputation is all we have. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, this is, uh, this is really awesome. Is there anything else you guys want to cover and give people information about? I mean, I think this is super helpful just even for us as a learning process of like recruiting and you know, uh, how we, how we want to approach things yeah, maybe going it. forward. I you know it. what I mean? Because you know, we haven't got, we haven't put, pushed that green light on getting a recruiter, but I think we definitely, as we grow the business, I think that definitely falls into something that we have to start thinking about maybe, totally. you know, come top of the year type of thing and, and set aside yeah. a budget for it at the end of the day. What else would I say? I think we, you know, we're, we're actually in kind of a funny, in kind of a cool spot as a company where like we ourselves are trying to figure out how the hell we market hub search. And we're like, we, like we're trying to figure, okay. Our target audience are professional marketers. Yeah. Right. So like we ourselves just relaunched our website are just trying to figure out what the hell does, good email outlook email outreach look like so we we find ourselves in this really interesting spot <laughs> we know recruiting really well but we are not marketers so like, like so we're always like we think our website looks great we just relaunched it we hope our blog is hitting we're trying to put up all sorts of cool like downloadable content templates just useful right. useful stuff whether you work with us or not like here's how you build a 30, 60, 90 day plan for a new hire. Here's right. what, here's what onboarding looks like. Here's a checklist. So we're, we're trying to push as much really cool, valuable stuff out to the ecosystem as we can. You know, I think that's, that's the area that for us is kind of like a fun exploratory thing. Like how else can we just push cool stuff back out to this world? 
Right, right, right. No, that's that's awesome. I think that's everyone's game plan, especially during in COVID times nowadays. Yeah. It's like everyone's just trying to get in front of the next person, make sure that they're giving away something for mm-hmm. free or that they're, mm-hmm. you know, um, their blog is is firing off and different yeah. things like we're, that. Um, I mean, that. We're actually we're actually, so one of our one of our favorite blogs. We we created a blog series called Hire Like HubSpot. Oh, nice. It's literally all about like no trade secrets, of course, right? Right. Right. HubSpot will sue us. Um, but like we like what are the what are the what are the lessons that I took away from companies like I was at Wayfair, I was at HubSpot, I did some Google Ventures work. Like the idea is what are the things that everybody should be doing as a best practice? Mm-hmm. Whether you work with a recruiter or not, like what should you be doing? And we're about to publish an ebook in the next couple of weeks of like, here are the top dozen lessons that I personally took from HubSpot of like, how did they become one of the world's best talent acquisition engines? Yeah. HubSpot, yeah. HubSpot's recruiting team is exceptional. I, I, you know, I'm pumped that I got to be some small part of it, but like Katie Burke, for instance, their, their head of people, she's scary, brilliant. Like she's exceptional. There's just, there's so much horsepower and so much thought that goes into HubSpot's. How do we attract the very best people on the planet? Yeah. Yeah. We're, it, we're trying to help disseminate some of that knowledge, like back out to the, back out to the community. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So tell, tell people where, where you guys are most, um, I guess most prone, I guess mostly on Twitter is your, you know, bread and butter LinkedIn. I know you guys are very yeah, heavy, obviously. Full, LinkedIn. Full camera. We're, we're still trying to figure out our channels. Again, we marketers, we are not like, so I think <laughs> <laughs> honestly, that should be your, that should be your website headline. We are HubSearch people, marketers. We are not. <laughs> right, like we're, we're still trying to figure it. Like we, we can interview for HubSpot skill, but we don't claim to be expert HubSpot marketers ourselves. Right, so right, we, right, right. Uh, luck, luckily we've built a really good format to interview interview for other people's skill but like we don't again we don't claim to be the people who are pulling the levers um so i think that we um we're very proud of the new hubsearch.com very proud of it i think it's really it needs a ton of work for sure it's not a done product but we're very proud of the new website we're very proud of the new stats that we've got up there we're very very proud of our testimonials like nothing nothing in our world is more impactful than let's say an elite hubspot partner saying Hub search kicks ass. We would never right. have been able to hire this person without their help. And that's happened a bunch of times. All the way, you know, all the way, all the way up and down the spectrum. Like we're very lucky to have cool testimonials and we're continuing to build that stuff out. Um, but just, you know, word of mouth, word of word of how we've been able to deliver yeah. is that we're probably most proud of. Love it. Love it. Um, well, that's that's really awesome. Lindsay, do you have any other questions or anything? Yeah, I have one more question. It's going to be a personal one. I'm just curious. What are you, uh, what are you guys reading right now? Yes. Love this. Love it. Megan, you go first. Um, I'll admit I'm not a huge reader. I'm more of a podcast listener. There we go. When Z Z emailed me and said, Hey, we have this thing going on. Are you interested? I was like, heck yeah, I am. Um, I'm more of a podcast listener as well. So I listen to that on the background, more music. So I'm not much of a reader in complete transparency. I'm not going to BS you. (laughs) I love it. Some of your favorite podcasts. So as we mentioned before, Joe Rogan is definitely one of my favorites. So (laughs) with that being uh, one of the most popular, I I love that one. 
Um, I also listen to a lot of agency podcasts. You can call me super lame, but I love Maury Creative's podcast. The one that Jed and John run are awesome. Oh it's something that yeah, really- Inbound and Down is, is amazing. If, if anyone's not listening, if you're not listening to Inbound and Down, it's an, uh, they let off with Halligan this year. Like they, have, they have very, very high-end guests and it's, it's a very cool, it's a very cool thing. Love yeah, it. usually my morning consists of listening to other agencies' podcasts. It, it helps me, one, I'm more connected within the ecosystem, but also I learn a ton from it, too. And yeah. I'm the type of person where I like to listen to it and read it. So the first thing that I go to is their website and learn on their most recent blog. So afternoon is more um, the fun uh, podcast I listen to, like Joe Rogan or even anything pod, uh, Barstool related. And then I'm big on music. I grew up in a very music-oriented family, so new music coming out is my jam where I get in my groove of things. Okay, Megan, you gotta, you gotta get with Lindsay on that. So her dad was lit, was literally the agent for throw some names out. Whitney Houston. Um, oh, literally Whitney Houston's yeah. agent. Wow. Yeah. Daddy pink. So yeah, when I say I grew up in a family that was pretty aggressive. Yeah. Like I was traveling around. Majority crazy, of crazy stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's crazy. Lindsay's your girl when it comes to music though. She yeah, is like, for a music magazine. <laughs> my friends call me new release Megan. Cause my dad will literally text me and be like, like two months ago, he's like, you know, Taylor Swift's releasing a new album called folklore. I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> like, last week. And I'm like, I knew it. I told my friends yeah. that and my friends are like, your dad's still in the game now. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think the last, so I read a book, we, the last book I read that I thought was interesting was a book called Inspired. It's a product management book. So I, I did some consulting for a company called Path AI. Really, really cool. Yeah, oh, I heard of Path AI. You know those guys? Yeah. I've heard of it. Computational uh, physiology, biology, cancer detection. Very okay. cool stuff. And we, um, their head, their, uh, our VP, Don, the VP, Don of engineering said, uh, hey, if you really want to understand product management read a book called inspired oh so we dug in I've heard it. Well, i'm gonna note that down that's crazy. me and Lindsay, but we we live and breathe product management it was all so. about like it was all about like how to create tech products that people love oh yeah. very very cool book. oh i love that i love that uh, i'm definitely gonna have to check that out um yeah. i have one book recommendation if you guys haven't read it atomic habits i i, I literally just downloaded that on on um uh, audible three days ago I can't, life I can't. changer life changer what? life changer oh, I'm, super, I'm super excited to dive into it i'm, I'm excited <laughs> because that's you know that's for my for all my add that's the hardest thing for me to do is like really define good habits so i'm super excited to dive into that you know I'll, I'll tell you one thing you'll notice how many good habits you have you're like oh that actually it almost like when you think back it's like mm -hmm. having this water bottle sitting on your desk to remember yes. to drink water you're gonna be like oh i'm really good at that and then it takes you to a whole different spectrum where you're just like oh i am so horrible at this like it just <laughs> <laughs> I, totally, I, I totally believe it i'm super pumped for it yeah no it's a it's a it's an awesome book well i do appreciate you guys uh being on the podcast i think this is awesome i think you guys dropped a lot of gems for people to understand not only your business but i think overall recruiting and how it works and how effective it can be if it's done the right way. So um, I do want to say thank you guys for being here and uh, kind of giving us uh, all, all that information. And uh, 
much success to you guys in growing your team. I think that's really, really awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, we probably will be reaching out within the next few months to get some HubSpot people on our team because we love HubSpot. We see a lot. There's going to be a lot of cool opportunities for us to jam together over the years. So, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. So we're super excited. Thanks so much for having us on this thing. It's, it's been a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And you guys have a good rest of your day. All right, guys. Take Thank care. You guys. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. you. Bye, Lindsay. Bye. See you.